So let's cut to the chase. I ain't gonna hold you. We've been killing it this season with the drops and the theme, but it ain't no theme. Y'all know what it is. Um, let's enjoy this road to our third anniversary because I'm really excited to talk about FD3, but I'm not gonna talk about it right now. Just coasted until the end of the season. Okay, we just coasted. <laughs> this is like, see, it's like, it's like senior year. It's like even our senior year. This junior year. I was like this my junior year though. Actually, I was like this every I year. Was not. No, because my, my junior year, once again, I went to a performing arts school and I was just, I had a boyfriend who I thought I was just so in love with. I was be like dancing. That. I was not thinking about nothing that them instructors was instructing, you know? Yeah, be like that. Okay. Towards the end of the year, I was just thinking about going to the beach at the school, not coming home till like nine o'clock. Maybe. Not the beach after school. No, because, oh my God, no, because here's the thing. And survivors, we getting, I'm, we gonna let Brittany say her line because she's ready. It's not us, it's her. I mean, well, it's not her, it's us, sorry. Usually it's the other way around. We're trying anyway, to fucking blame me. We, we not, we not. I tried to save you, it just came out the wrong way. But here's the thing, okay, so my school moved twice. So I was in one spot, my sophomore year they no, my junior year, they moved us. And then my senior year, they moved us. So my junior and senior year, they moved us closer to the beach. And niggas was at the beach at the school. Like, we lived in California or some shit. We thought it was cute. Was it cold? Sometimes. Not all the time. <laughs> For context, people, it's like Lake Michigan. <laughs> but no, it was like, in the summertime, of course, it was fine. Like, you can literally go over there. You good. Towards the wintertime, people gonna be out there with their hoodies. That's when you with your booze, y'all all ducked off in the dunes. <sighs> At this point, Brittany, I'm gonna let you ride out, boo. You waited so patiently, so calmly. Thank you very much. I just wanted to let y'all motherfuckers know you can ride with us on Damn. our socials at D180 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you know what? Y'all can also email us at destination180podcast at gmail.com. Why? Because we want to hear from you. Like, goddamn, I said there's so much. You they want to hear from us. To us. <laughs> you all should talk to us. Because guess what? Since y'all asses ain't been doing shit, you ain't been hearing from us. This is a give and take relationship. This is what? quid pro quo. So you're either going to interact or you're going to keep seeing us in the fucking wind. It's y'all's. <laughs> y'all's choice. Much How y'all going to blame them? <laughs> Like, in the last episode, we was over here apologetic and all types of shit, and he gonna talk about some. You come back and blaming them. Actually, see, she wasn't here. She wasn't with us. That way, I wasn't with y'all because I would have did that shit. Survivors and see, she be yelling justice for Brittany, and you see how she do, y'all. She really came at y'all crazy because you see in the middle of her little thing. I was like, damn. Like, go back, rewind a little bit. You can hear me say it in the mic. You know what? Don't ignore her because she was so with it. Mm -hmm. Don't let Mm -hmm. her sit here and lie to y'all. No, I didn't. I said, damn, and then I said they want to hear us. They do. Don't let her gaslight y'all talking about look what she made me do like them bitches in this movie. That's exactly what she's talking about. Like I'm that motherfucker. I ain't making you are shit. the lady. 
No, the fuck I'm will. not. You are. <laughs> I would. I would yank a child up out of head. I ain't gonna lie. For exactly. the hell of it. Actually, no, no, y'all, y'all, y'all. Oh my god, Brittany turned a new leaf, y'all. Oh my god. Brittany Hold on, wait. You gotta put a fucking she asterisk. Did. I did not turn a new fucking leaf. Look, girl, I'm just gonna got... say. I'm gonna say this without really saying did. too much. I'm gonna say this. Brittany said that she would never, never, ever, 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 ever deal with any kids, and she had to for like a minute. And now she over here FaceTiming the baby, like daily. I be like, damn. Mm. First of and all, it's like a baby, baby. First of all, Trick, how you snitching on me? Secondly, everybody. It was, it was a really brief snitch, to be very honest. It was a very brief one. It was kind of ironic because at the time I was catching up on the episodes and she was like, I hate kids. And here she go, watching a baby. Mm -hmm. I ain't have no fucking choice. Step one. Step two. I had no had fucking choice. choice. No, no, choice. I did. No, I did not. You when see how I... the universe works? Yeah, and didn't we say that? And I feel like God, we said that. You said I had kids, and God somebody, said, "Oh, I who is it? Um, look, look, um, the D one eighty super fans. I'm not gonna mention y'all names because it's about two of y'all that I know for a fact might actually know the answer. Somebody found that one episode when we said the universe was gonna come back and get Britney in the ass because I know we said it, and it happened. And you know what? It's still fuck them kids, with the exception of my motherfucking dumpling. I love you, sweetie. Don't worry. This isn't for you. Your Britney loves you. But everybody else, fuck them fucking children. Do, do you hear that? Did you hear that slight okay. change? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. She got you, soft dumpling. in the past I, two months. I ain't been fucking soft. Don't worry. I'm the same motherfucker. Yeah, it's just my dumpling. Just my but dumpling. But anyway, huh. today... We know y'all see it. Y'all see the title? We getting into 2013's The Conjuring. Currently streaming on Max. It's probably in some other places. It was on Netflix. They snatched that bitch. I was like, they damn. They did. <laughs> no, really did. Because that's the first place. So, I was out of town. And you know how you, you want to watch round. stuff on the... Okay, I'm sorry. Honestly. I'm be civil. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. And you know how like you want to download movies to watch on the plane. The first place I went to go look was Netflix. Because I knew it was there. I'm sorry. Netflix has been ass lately. Lately. It's like they'll have one good franchise, like they might pull the Chuckies, but then it just be like everything else. Honestly, we can't even blame Netflix because it's gotten to the point where all these other companies are tired of Netflix having yeah. exclusivity. So mm -hmm. now they're snatching all their shit back. And I feel it. As, as they oh. should, actually. As they should. And I tell y'all, <laughs> I always love a deep cut horror movie, but it's like sometimes I don't be, I don't be trying to being, I don't be in the explorative horror mood, like trying to just find some deep cut yeah. stuff, especially in this new age. Cause y'all, y'all see them Tubi movies, niggas be making anything. <laughs> I don't got time for that. First <laughs> of all, Tubi movie the other day. Wait, you watching Tubi movies? You sound like a sable. Y'all need your ass. Leave me. a sable alone. <laughs> it no, it wasn't me. My friend turned it on, and I walked in there, and I was like, hey, "What is this?" <laughs> but then it ended up being like some wild black. Like, you know how black movies can be. Mm -hmm. You know how black movies can be. And it ended up being wild and entertaining. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> you do sound like the saver right now. No, because it's crazy. Now, will I voluntarily go and look for movies on Tubi? Hell no. no. She will. <laughs> she will. She'll be. <laughs> uh, uh, Brittany got a little triggered. Let me tell you about some triggers. Um, triggers in this movie. <laughs> Look, bout it as ghosts that need to be on the fucking bad girls club. I want to see Bathsheba 
<laughs> oh no, they're showing up. Next clap. <laughs> clap one more time, bitch, and watch. Man. First of all, Man. also, moms wanting to kill their kids. Yeah. Because damn. Yeah. That was serious. It was. <laughs> And you also know what's, what's another one? Moms who don't know how to stop having all these fucking kids. How you gonna make a joke in the movie talking about who gonna take a family of seven? Motherfucker, stop. I mean, you gotta think about it. Birth control wasn't really like okay. readily a thing or available back then. So it, yeah, they was really on some be fruitful and multiply. It really it's was. not her fault that her husband couldn't get up off of her. My great grandmother had nine kids that were actually born but technically they should have been 12 but again my great grandfather ain't get up off of her i just want y'all to know hell no <laughs> Mm-mm, no i'm good hell no <laughs> hell no <sighs> i saw this shit in the theater and um i'll say my thoughts <laughs> i don't know when i first saw this i know that it was i don't know if it was in the theaters or what mm-hmm. but this series this franchise the conjuring universe is my favorite behind screen y'all know i love the conjuring i don't like la lorna whatever the fuck that bitch name is the nun was not my favorite either i also still haven't seen the third one i'll watch that eventually but i love the conjuring it's really one of those horror movies that that still be making me jump Maybe it's because of the, my inner spooky bitch. Why I love it so much because I, it, it's just I be into all of this stuff and I be into like the the based on a true story and all that type of shit. Because after I first watched the first one, the, this first one, I went on a deep dive trying to figure out is this shit real, and then you was finding out. Oh damn! Yeah, I don't know how the fuck I found this movie. I'm trying to. Th- oh, I just didn't want to talk over you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Because she don't like she don't like the Conjuring. It's, it's not that. I do like it. It's just things that I will talk about in my beautiful summary whenever we get there. Well, fuck you, because I ain't even finished talking about my first time with this ride. But Nobody I do coming every time. to see you, Otis. <laughs> you know what? Forget what the fuck she talking about. Like I was trying to say. Um, I just remember laughing when the motherfucker got her hair snatched up when it first came out. So that's all that all that's all that fucking stuck with me to be truthful. And I that's will crazy. say that um I haven't really watched it like that because shit, normally I don't be like this, but this movie is great for like a first watch. Yeah, yeah. Or a second watch. But when you watch this motherfucker again, you start you analyzing know, it and getting into it, and you just thank you. You'd be like, you'd be like, come on, I, we know this goal. Can you give me substantive information? Can something happen? No. All right, boom, oh, go snatch yeah. that bitch up. Okay, we got slam the door. Okay, okay. What else? Bitch in the walls. Oh shit, that's that's all we got. Remember your children. The movie over. <laughs> <laughs> Movie over. That's all this movie is. Not remember your children. <laughs> what the fuck she saying? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Y'all probably done turned this shit off. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna act right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go ahead and get into.
Park Recommendations. Okay, because here's the thing. Let us see it. You have seen, like Brittany just told you, you've seen this movie so many times before. It's just reinvented. And I'm going to be very honest. I'm just going to say this now so I can get this out the way. The Conjuring obviously is a staple in horror at this point, but it's only because it was a reset. Just like Saul was a reset. I want to say Paranormal Activity had the scene popping with found footage. And everybody was wearing it out, maybe. I feel like that was the era. And then we got the conjuring and boom, shit was not the same. So with that being said, um, get into 1963's The Haunting. Or you could just go for the original baddie, um, 1973's The Exorcist. If you want to see, first of all, y'all don't respect the Vivitch, okay? Because I'm fucking tired of y'all and y'all shit. Clean your ears, okay? I can't understand what they're saying. You just can't hear. Turn the subtitles on. Learn how to read and watch a movie. Anyway, or you could just go for a little, um, a basic joint and go for The Haunting of Connecticut because I know all y'all saw that in the theaters. We was all teenagers. I don't think I've seen that. You ain't seen that? Somebody, some miscellaneous white Disney boy is in that movie. <laughs> I'm so, y'all. I this is about to be fun. Okay, I'm just telling y'all. Right it's the miscellaneous <laughs> white Disney boy. I, can, I, mean, I could be lying. I, I could no, be lying, not. but I, am I not? No, you probably not. Cause they ass is, I don't know. I'm fucking know, but it's miscellaneous Disney boy. I know. They all just be up in there. You be like, oh, it's a boy from Disney. and Because you know how they do. They is. be like, oh, we got to have you do a movie. We got to have you do something extra. Bring in some money. Just so you can look a little, you know, special. So you don't okay. look like everybody else, but you still look like everybody else. Alright, mine are all exorcism movies, but they're all ones that I'd be like, I love this shit. First, exorcism of Emily Rose. Cause I, I love, love that shit. movie, and I wanted to say that. It's 05. Second, <laughs> we got motherfucking Nell in this bitch with the last exorcism. Because that motherfucker... They had that bitch going. Like, when you want some exorcism movies that just kind of last over, you can also watch the second one, which I like because it was all about love and shit. Um, as you all know, you should not believe whatever the fuck I say because it, it was about love. It was. It's the power of love, y'all. Because love will set you free. Including the whole world, too. But we'll get to that if you watch the second one. Watch the second one. Survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter or in the DMs. Speaking of, you know what's going down when we got a James Wan joint, y'all. But, unfortunately, our boo, Lee Wanell, isn't involved at all. I was a little sad, but it's okay. You know, you got to venture out of your own thing, separate from your partner for a little bit. Anyway. Produced by Tony DeRosa Grun, Peter Safran, Rab Coran, written by Chad Hayes, Carrie W. Hayes, music by Joseph Bashera, and cinematography by John R. Leonetti. Joseph Bashera, I know his name from somewhere, but I cannot, maybe it is this franchise, but I feel like I know that name from somewhere else. Somebody's probably screaming in at me, but it's not coming to mind right now. This movie is rated R, and I have to say, I do not agree. Was it because of the suicide reference? They showed the wristlet. No, they said it was just because it was too scary. But who? 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I said, I'm not saying, like I said, like the first time I saw it, like Brittany said, the first couple times, yeah, especially when you see it in a big ass dark theater, yeah. But too scary. However, to be fair, if it got a PG-13, it might not have done so well. Cause this, it, it obviously y'all see how it's then spun a whole franchise with spinoffs, but that last one was terrible. The devil, I, and that's see, that's my shit. thing with this franchise. Like it falls off. Cause remember when we sat there and watched The Devil Made Me Do It? Nigga, we I went to sleep. We was all hype, and then I got pissed. Cause I was like, really, nigga. It was a room full of motherfuckers back when Clubhouse existed still. Everybody was in there hype as fuck. And then slowly but truly, that room just decreased in size. Motherfuckers vanished. I was still in there, but I was asleep. I woke up at the end. I was like, oh, is it done? Well, anyway. Also, I just... Usually, y'all know this. A lot of movies, they don't shoot in chronological order. But this one was. I wonder what was the decision. But I'm not mad at it. Sometimes they're going to do the more expensive scenes, which I'm not mad at because if you got the budget, you want to make sure you're getting the shit in that you really want. But to shoot in chronological order, I would have been counting down the days. I'm like, when are we get into this exorcist scene? We got to be out this beach. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was too much fluff. It would have been forever. You'd have been like, are we not done yet? Okay. No, we need to tell a heartwarming story about a beach. How does that fit in? We need it. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. No, because that's funny. <laughs> I had to pack everybody up and all the damn kids to go do a beach. Like, they probably ass. just took them. They was like, okay, y'all can sit here and do, like, you know, uh, B-Row, second unit, you know, all that shit. I'm going to take them to the beach real quick. We're going to take this little um, camera phone. When they were shooting the Bathsheba scenes out there by the damn tree, they went and took their ass to the beach. Yep. They was like, okay, the rest of y'all, come on. They bro, bro. They probably did. They probably had like Karen family shoot, Warren family shoot, and then there was a separate shoot somewhere else for the Annabelle scene. It probably was literally all that. To the main cast, we have Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren, Bates Motel, Orphan, Joshua Mama, you name it, her face is in it. Okay, so recently I watched Hawkeye. Y'all know I'm Marpet. And I was not expecting her ass to be in fucking Hawkeye. She in Hawkeye? Yeah. Oh. She play um Kate Bishop Mama. I won't oh, spoil it. Bag. She and everything. I mean Vera Farmiga, Sarah Paulson. Bless you. And it's somebody else. Thank you. Hey, ain't she related to that bitch who um who be in America Horror Story who got impaled on that fucking um fence? Tasia. Yeah. Yeah. I love them white women. I love them. And if you ain't seen Coven and you, if that's considered a spoiler and you ain't seen Coven, that's your fucking fault. Because I don't know how you didn't see that. Mm. Then we have Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren from the Insidious, or Insidious, because she was about to hop in and hop on me, franchise. The Phantom of the Opera in the Tall Grass, because if you have not seen that, please go watch that, because that is great. Hard Candy, again, go watch that, because it's great. I love Watchmen. I don't know why I threw Watchmen in here, because y'all know I don't do them movies, but if I tell you to watch it, watch it, because I actually really did fuck with that movie. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, they both met with Lorraine Warren, just a little background on their character. 
But I feel like they do a really good job bringing these characters. I like this version of the characters. Because if y'all know about Ed and Lorraine, I'm not about to get into it because this ain't the place for that right now. But I like this version of the Warrens. I like the version of them when they ain't even there. Number three. That was a good oh. movie. I still haven't seen that. Oh, well, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> You got Lily Taylor as Carolyn Perrin. And I really like this actress because she be in a lot of stuff that I be watching. Like, I okay. just watched Leatherface. And she was the mom in Leatherface. And she ate yeah. that girl up. She's you have to watch The Haunting. Okay? We talked about this movie in the group chat the a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, because that movie is hilarious. But no. Survivors, yes. if you haven't seen this film, that was my introduction to Lily Taylor. And every time I see her after that, that's all I think about is that goddamn movie. Because mm -mm. Catherine Zeta Jones looked like that motherfucker in this movie. You mm -mm. like, hey, I know you. Owen have... Wilson hadn't grown into his looks yet. Yeah, we have Ron Livingston as Roger Perrin, Shane Lee Caswell as Andrea Perrin. Haley McFarlane as Nancy. I ain't finna say it, it's all the parents, y'all. Joey King as Christine. Look, let me tell you something about Joey King. <laughs> I secretly love me some Joey King, okay? Because she's in this terrible ass movie called Wish Upon. And I am trying to force people to watch that because that shit is terrible. But Ryan Phillip on me is on it. And y'all need to watch that. Then she's in this other movie called The Lie and Slenderman. Slenderman is terrible as well. But if you like creepypastas, you'll just, you'll get upset, but you'll watch it. Anyway. Here we go. The lie ain't good either. Huh? The lie ain't good. Either. I ain't seen the lie yet. I just know she was in it. I know that's fly. what I said. She be in these bad ass. I don't know what deal she got that just puts her in all these shitty ass movies. But Mackenzie Foy as Cindy Perrin, Kyla AKA Renesme. You had to bring that up. Every time, <laughs> every time I see her in this goddamn movie, I'm like, oh, damn, that's where that's my ass. <laughs> Leave Renaissance out there alone. Oh, that terrible ass CDF. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Kyla Diva as April Perrin, Shannon Cook as Drew Thomas, Bron, Bron, who's that? John Brotherton as Brad Hamilton, Sterling Jarens as Judy Warren, Joseph Bashara on the beat, y'all, as Bathsheba Sherman, and Lorraine Warren as a woman in the audience, because you know they had to give her a cameo. So there you go. He was waiting on us to say it. We did. Let's get into these posters, because let me tell you something. I forgot. I actually really fuck with this poster, and you want to know why. It's the original one, and I remember seeing this in the theaters when the movie was coming out. It hadn't dropped yet, and I'm like, damn, that do look kind of lit, but it just looked like a spooky house movie. I don't know how I feel about those, because I'm not... Ghost movies aren't really on my top. They're, like, in the middle. It's like, damn if I do, damn if I don't. But this poster, damn if I do. Because you got that 50-foot tree that they built just for this movie with the noose hanging from it. The parents' house or the Arnold house, whoever house you want to claim it is, I guess Bathsheba's, is in the back. But the thing I like about it is if you look at the ground, you see Bathsheba's body. And sometimes when I don't look at this poster for a long time, I forget about that. And I'll be like, oh, shit, I love that. I love when they do stuff like that. Step one, 
these motherfuckers, this, this came out on motherfuckers I know birthday. Step two. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting with this poster. It could be about Civil War. It could not be because the Annabelle Home show looking like. Bruh, wait. Like, <laughs> hanging here. But it just might. <laughs> then it's coming out in the summertime. So you're like, are we getting a, you know, possession slave film? We don't know, but they weren't going this that far. like don't a worry. oil painting in the back. <laughs> See? Thought I was tripping, but this how I'm not. And then you also get. Um, who was it that can't draw feet that does Deadpool type shit? Because that's exactly what the feet look like in this one. Um, it's a whole little joke in there about the motherfucker who can't draw feet. That's what that look like. The feet on this. Cause just like the feet are just kind of the there. You look like two little flag pendants, like the college. Hell feet. yeah. <laughs> People who like comic books and are nerds, I'm pretty sure Donnell will know what I'm fucking talking about. You know what the hell I mean? The other poster, I'm not. Gonna it's my bitch. You like this one? Hell no, mm. I was just talking about Annabelle. Mm. I forget you be going up to that basic ass house. Um, first of all, uh, first of all, you gonna put some. I, 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 oh, I don't be going up for her like summer, that. You gonna be pissed? I don't um, even go up for her like that. All I said is she is the conduit for bullshit. But she don't even look that bad in this picture. They made really kind of like put some paint she's on in her. The dark. So she don't look that bad. Well, anyway, the reason why. I'm Whatever not you, we got you on text saying that she looked terrible on multiple occasions, but in this one, she doesn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why I don't really care for this one is because it's not her movie. Like you got this doll in this rocking chair, so you're making me think. Which one came out first? Was it Conjuring or Annabelle? Conjuring. Conjuring, Conjuring. jumped off all the rest of them. And we was in the middle of the pan and nanny, and Caleb wanted to watch the Conjuring series in chronicle order. I remember that. And we got to La Lorna, and we both fell asleep because we were like, "What the fuck is this shit?" It was boring. I ain't even watched it. Like, if you want to watch the entire franchise in like chronological order, they have an order you could do that in. But like the other way, um, what's the name came out first? The Conjuring series came out first. But not all at the same time. So Conjuring Annabelle, Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, La Llorona, or La Llorona, because it's two L's. Annabelle comes home, and then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Okay, you and said you wanted to know where this was. Drop. You said you wanted to know where this was filmed? Yeah, where is it filmed? Because I'm in North Carolina. Oh, I did. Oh, I did write that in here. Okay, never mind. <laughs> That's that's where you got that beach from. So that's how we got the beach. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, I want to make an amendment to my statement when I was like three for this series is good. It's not The Conjuring 3 that was good. That's The Devil Made Me Do It. It's Annabelle 3 that was good. I like 2. I like The Conjuring 2. The The Conjuring 3, Which it, was just, it pissed me when off. When she was at the house. Creation? Comes home. Oh. You know I watched it. Um, I don't know. Mm, like I like Annabelle. Annabelle three has them in there. It has the Warrens, but they ain't really in there. And that's how come it's a good one. That's how come I got the mix. Oh okay. Because when you said it, I was like, maybe she remember more than I do. Because I remember a different version of the Devil Made Me Do It. But maybe you yeah, know, no, I just I was shitting on the Devil Made Me Do It. I just got it confused because they are in that fucking movie. So I got the threes blurred. Well, speaking of getting things blurred, let's get into this cue line. Let's get busy. Step in line. 
Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. So we've done something similar to this, but I was just really sitting here thinking when I was watching this movie, like if I had to stay in this fucking home because y'all know how demons do, they just latch on to your ass. Like it, mm-hmm. like this is Sam Smith and Disclosure. Like, you know, so you got you just got to sit that bitch out. Could you survive a night in a haunted house? Let's play. So what brings you to the haunted house? My car broke down in the woods and I need shelter. I'm house-sitting for my creepy neighbor, a dare. I'm looking for my lost dog. I just moved in. Wait, this house haunted? And that's me, because the fuck? Y'all ain't say none of that. And honestly, I would have looked on Google Maps and looked at the house before I came over there. But... Yeah, I'm going with the last one. Me too. Because I ain't going nowhere on purpose. I'm only going somewhere that y'all went. So if y'all didn't know this bitch was haunted, I know I didn't. What room will be home for the night? Ladies, when you pick your room, please describe your room. I guess the one with the canopy curtain. It's a... (laughs) I said the same thing, but the way my man works... The other rooms don't look like they should be sleeping in there. Same. That's what I'm thinking. Like, no, I want the canopy too. But first of all, that dark room, fuck that. I saw the Babadook and I'm scared of the dark in general. So you're not pulling me in that bitch. Um, This room next to it looked like that room from that movie Deadstream. If anybody's seen that movie, it looks just like that room. I'm not, no, we're not doing that. It does look like it. It do? (laughs) The other room is a padded room. A padded room? Maybe. You know what? Let me stop you right there. I'm going to sleep in the padded room because I know I can give me a nice little... Because I mean, what the fuck? Okay. If I sleep if you... in the padded room, I could be like Ken Sagos and be mm-hmm. like, never gonna sleep again. Mm-hmm. I swear, I'll be in that bitch rocking. I'll be you know, what the fuck? Bring that like record me. This is my time to shine, motherfuckers. The ghost, the, the spirits might leave me the fuck alone. I think I ain't got it all. So I'm good. Padded room it is. <laughs> But then I'll be like, why am I house sitting in a place that has a padded room? I'm going with the I'm going with the canopy room. Cause I just yeah. I hope you get snatched under that damn bed mm-hmm. too, where it's real dark as fuck under the Wow. <laughs> in the canopy. <laughs> <laughs> you and the canopy just go down together. Okay. What will you do to pass the time? Tell ghost stories, duh. Go exploring around the house. Hell no. Same childhood classics to lighten the mood. Put a pin on that real quick. Go to sleep. It's the perfect chance to get a full eight hours. Wait patiently for the morning to come. Make the room a little more homely. Let me tell you what you shouldn't do. Don't sing no childhood songs, actually. Don't do that. Because all of a sudden, somebody going to start singing it back, and it's going to be a lot creepier than you, and you're going to be very shitty, and that's the end. Don't do that. Did I? Because um, like I'm going to be like, look, if, if I'm going to go, I'd rather be asleep. It, it's going to be waiting patiently or going to sleep. Because it's going to be like a couple of both things. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, what if I can't fall asleep? So then I'm, I'm going to be, be sitting there. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to say go to sleep, though. Yeah, Listen, I got some good sleeping medication that they just gave me for my insomnia to Why put my ass to sleep. Take meds? I'm going to fucking sleep. So you trying I'm to in get the pad- ready in this house. Okay, that's crazy. Look, I'm already in the padded room. So what's the worst I can do? Knock my ass around into the pillows? I'm cool. I wouldn't be actually, 
I went under, don't underestimate Frederick. Um, you just heard a noise downstairs and my head hit a wall. Boom. Go investigate. <laughs> is you going to investigate with the rest of the group? The rest of the group is more of us here. Mm-hmm. Right. Stay where I am and hope nothing comes upstairs. Cry. <laughs> Tell my friends to stay where they are while I go take a look. Oh, fuck no. Shout, who's there? Down the stairs or lock the doors and windows. I'm gonna stay where I'm at and hope nothing comes upstairs. Okay. Shit, me too. Me too. No, for real. Because when they did that shit in paranormal activity, I was. <laughs> when I heard Toby running up them stairs, I felt personally attacked because I thought it was happening behind me and I was very upset. So I'll be putting their ass up. <laughs> <laughs> What's your weapon of choice? A kitchen knife? Sage, a chainsaw, a Ouija board, your cell phone, a heavy ass candlestick. I'm going to do it for your keep one time and get that chainsaw. However, I feel like that might backfire and one of my limbs get cut off. That's what I'm saying. I'm going with a kitchen knife. You an evil dad? Yeah, I could be Ash. (laughs) I could be Ashley. I am. Listen, if it's ghosts, ain't shit gonna save me. First of all, not you shading your key and take it. You're gonna take it away from Leatherface and give it to Ash. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because the sage, I feel like they're gonna laugh in my face. They're gonna be like, bitch, what what Billy Zane saying, Demon Knight? He'd be like, that whole in the eye shit, that don't work on me. I'm an advanced demon. See? Shit, I just got finished watching the first two episodes of Dracula, and that motherfucker gay put a cross on that bitch because she was a vampire, and she was like, ooh, pretty, and then <laughs> bit the fuck out of that nigga. That's what they gonna do to that sage. You know what? Just give me the kitchen knife. I'll just take that. Can't shit else help me. <laughs> the candlestick might go in, though. I don't know. I'm taking the chainsaw. We just gonna have to take our chances. Groovy, baby. Oh, no, you're being chased. Where do you go? Down the dark corridor towards the light, into the cemetery, in the front garden, up into the attic, out, out to the swamp at the back of the house. Oh my! Down the de- down into the depths of the basement, into the abandoned nursery. Why they don't got out the window and down the street? Why isn't that an option? I know I'm scared of the dark. But I might have to go down the dark corridor towards the light. But it also makes me think of Hell House LLC. And I don't know about that because that's scary. But one thing's for sure and two things for certain. We ain't going out to the swamp and we ain't going to the cemetery. No, I would go to the cemetery. I was like, I might go to the cemetery. Yeah, I was like, I might go there. because It's the Adams family and this bitch into the cemetery. Somebody actually might have my bag. How will you save yourself? Burn the house down with my candlestick, hold a seance, and find out what's really bothering the ghost. Hell no. Hide out and sleep in the cemetery until sunrise. I'll seduce one of the ghosts to get them on one side. Oh, I've accepted my fate. I'll just let the ghost have me. Put my chainsaw to good use. I don't know if I can put my chainsaw to good use on the ghost, though. I just thought it up there. Damn. I'm burning the house down. Well, my I need to take the candlestick, but it's still in the house. I'm going to burn this bitch down. Well, I mean, the ghost probably really just want to be in the house. So, I mean, I might just have to pull a Michael Jackson thriller and sleep out in the cemetery. Yeah, that's already where I was at, so. 
and I made it out. Boom! I made I it made out this kitchen that normally die. We're one of the lucky few that made it out in one piece, made all the right choices. Anyone would think you're a ghost hunter, but you are just a genius mastermind. You a survivor. Survivors, let us know what you got on our quiz on Twitter or in DMs. But now it's our time. Let's get into 2013's The Conjuring. All right, it's 918. We're headed down into the cellar where the door's just opened on its own. Give us a sign that you want to communicate with us. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. There's someone here that would like to talk to you. There's something horrible happening in my house. November 1st, 1971, I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her. A little piece each time. You have a lot of spirits in here, but there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. That's not gonna help. This thing has latched itself to your family. Father, we've never seen nothing like this. I'm coming with you. No way. I can't lose you. There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. She's standing in front of my mom's bed. Okay, so the trailer that I watched was the trailer that was attached to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly liked how they spliced together the trailer. It showed a lot, but it also don't be in the same order. Like that right. whole music box joint where like she's doing the music box and instead of the nigga popping up behind her, the bitch popped up in front of her. Yeah. Like, that's not in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Renesmee sitting there talking. I don't even remember that being in the movie. Yeah. The way it's like the way they cut this, it made you almost think that it was going to be like a ghost hunters type deal, which they are. But that's not exactly what we got. Like, we know they're going to be involved with a family. But the way they spun this trailer, they did a very decent job with this. I do have to give them that. But I do also agree with John that y'all was y'all was showing us some stuff. I wasn't too mad at it, though. Yeah, they thought we was gonna get a found. I thought we was gonna get a found footage film from this damn trailer. I was like, "Oh yeah, this ain't it. This ain't what the fuck's <laughs> happening. We're not getting true life accounts, even though all of this is a lie. Even though they said it was true, that's not what's happening." 
I just wish like some of the scares, y'all know how I feel. Some of the scares we could have kept. And I also feel like we don't need to be doing, trailers don't need to be longer than a minute. 90 seconds, 90, like. Yeah, I don't like long trailers. This trailer either. long, this trailer was long. And the movie was it's... long. <laughs> it wasn't that long. It was long. I believe it was two, fucking it was two hours long. long. It was like an hour and 58 minutes or some shit. I was trying to be cute. Our movie starts in 1968 with some dumb ass white bitches. Because what the fuck you mean? It started small, but then, you know, it just started moving around in different spots. And so the girls go on to say that they thought it was each other doing it, but be fucking for real. Because y'all nurses, so you thought it was a good idea to allow a seven-year-old girl to inhabit a busted-ass-looking doll? And I'll give it to the brunette girl for throwing it and, you know, the note out. But, oh, baby, when them police-ass knocks came knocking at the door, y'all in danger. Annabelle did fuck that room up, though. I had forgot this movie started off with Annabelle. Exactly. I had got annoyed at first. <laughs> I got so annoyed. What? What? I, why did I know you? <laughs> because <laughs> you know I hate that bitch. This is bitch's movie. <laughs> like, why are you here? But can we please talk about the whole time this whole opening scene is happening? The dude that's sitting to the right of them is pissed. He just keep he. First of all, he don't say shit. He like. I want. Do he even live there? Why was he even there? Because he like, why y'all get me? And okay, that's it. Because he was fed up with the shit. Okay, to put this all in context, these dummy broads are having a meeting with Ed and Lorraine Warren, demonologists, paranormal investigators, kooks, or whatever. They explain that, no, that's not a little girl, y'all. That's an inhuman spirit, a demon. The doll was never possessed because demons don't possess things. It wanted to possess you. And it turns out this was all a previous case that the Warrens are using for a presentation as we get this Star Wars transition into our title card. They're trying to make us think it's real. Because like I told y'all earlier, all of this shit a lie. It's a lie. It was all a dream. Okay. So, you know, moving forward to 1971, where Carolyn and Roger Perrin move into a dilapidated old farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, with their five daughters. I'm telling y'all their names now because y'all ain't gonna remember them anyway. Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, April, and Sadie, their dog, who immediately refuses to come into the house on site. That was your sign. Roger gonna talk about some suit yourself. Nigga, uh, no. Listen, let an animal I own not want to go into a place. I ain't going. Me either. Because that dog was like, fuck no. I'm not going out. Okay. You can't make me. Oh, we got it. Oh, you know what? I got her tied out with a chain in the front. What? No. She ain't going to be out there. That bitch leave. As the dog, I'd be like, free me. So, short story. We have caretakers that come in and out my nana's house. My papa, he isn't mobile. So, you know, got to have the caretakers. So, I've mentioned my Nana's dog, Kobe, before. He's a toy toy Yorkie, Mm -hmm. but he's a super sweet dog, huge baby, super friendly, wants to be all up on you and around her, around you, is jumping on everybody who come in the house, just wants to be picked up, held, and touched on. Out of all the people that's come in and out my Nana's house, he only refused to ever go to one lady. That lady 
come to find out was like laying hands on Papa, like, you know, being over him, kind of like, you know, like she praying yeah. on him, praying for him and doing stuff like that, doing a bunch of weird shit. It made my Nana uncomfortable. It made my auntie uncomfortable. And speaking of the dog never wanting to go, like he went up to her, sniffed her. And after that, he ain't never going around her ever again. Mm. And so after that lady left, we had told the company that we didn't want her to come back because yeah. you know we were uncomfortable mm-hmm. why a day later my papa was pissing blood so serious so serious was pissing blood like it went from being like a very light color to dark merlot red Not mer- sorry it's just that because it's like okay now Wait, what do you say, Ronnie? She glad y'all got that girl added up. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. So my auntie legit prayed over him, called the pastor and all that stuff. The next day, his pee went back to normal. See, now you gotta be watching out for this shit. Exactly. (laughs) Well... The rest of the move seems to go well with a bomb one take shot that is dang near up there with the one in the Carrie prom scene, but don't do too much. We follow Cindy as she names all the sisters as she passes them by because, you know, we ain't going to remember them. Yeah, you know how it is. Anyway, she's looking for her wind chime. Finally finding it, she heads out to call for the youngest daughter, April, who was out snuggled on the tree in the backyard playing with a music box. Baby, how'd she get cozy so quick? <laughs> like, she ain't got not a care in no world. And first of all, one, I do like this part because I didn't notice it until I rewatched it this time for the podcast when she's playing with the music box and it stops and she looks behind her. Yeah. I thought maybe she just heard somebody call her. True, true. I think it's a real good setup for um, when it happens later on in the movie because I'm wondering, like, she had to have seen him in the reflection for her to do that. That night, the children play a game called hide and clap. While playing, one of the daughters finds the boarded up entrance to, well, let me not say it like that. That night, the children play a game called hide and clap. While playing, um, Christine pushes Nancy into the wall and they end up finding a boarded up entrance to a cellar. I do like the little moment where um, one of the girls is hiding and she's literally right there. And she doesn't clap and the mom sees that she's cheating, but the mama don't give her daughter up. You the favorite girl. You know, I thought that this was an interesting game. Like, who thought of that? It is a good game, though. Just play it. Because you got to play it off your sound. Uh-uh, I don't play that. You got to know, like, when we, we play together. We have to know. We can't just play You it. have to know your surroundings. Yeah. yeah, and that's what the mom First was saying. All, it's more fun when you don't know your surroundings. Now you added a whole other element to this shit. No, it depends because mm-hmm. I ain't doing this in no Airbnb. You bet not about to have me breaking somebody's stuff. I meant to like a hotel room or some shit. It ain't that big. Oh yeah, like no, see, no, I do like that one game where the person is blindfolded with a nerf gun and everybody gotta freeze in the room. Oh you yeah. On yeah. Feet? <laughs> no. No. You just it's like, like it's like you're blindfolded and you have the Nerf gun and if someone makes a noise, you shoot you, yeah, in that you general direction. Here. And the thing is, you're trying to make them make noise. But, you know, 
Like if you, if I'm blindfolded and I got the Nerf gun and I walk up on John May, John May could move if she wanted to, but if she make noise and I know where my hearing is, I can pop her. Mm -hmm. And it'd be funny because sometimes people get popped and they be squelching and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) After Roger inspects the basement with the match, the family goes to bed. Carolyn expresses concern as the dog is barking outside, but Roger dismisses it and moves on to them kissing in the house. And in the morning, Carolyn wakes up with a mysterious bruise and hella complaints from the girls, mainly Andrea. She the oldest. Y'all know how that go. After finding Roger exploring the cellar, she heads upstairs to make some coffee. And at this point, two of the clocks have stopped at 3.07 a.m. What's up with that? And seconds after she tells Roger, Sadie is found dead by baby April. How traumatic. Somebody actually needs to check on this girl because... She probably saw a lot of shit. Yeah, she probably saw a lot. Cut to Monroe, Connecticut. We at the Warrens with it, where Ed is showing a reporter around their haunted museum room. Everything in the room is haunted or cursed and is cleaned and is cleansed once a month by a priest. We learn something happened to Lorraine during an exorcism in a previous case, but before Ed can elaborate, he spots Judy, his daughter, hiding in the room trying to get a little peep at Annabelle. First of all, why was he calling Lorraine's mama like that? Georgiana! Calling her like she was the maid. I thought she was the maid when I first saw this movie. I didn't know that was the grandma. The grandma is the baby. Second, I can't understand why, um, one, you as a nigga gonna be trying to touch anything. This motherfucker giving you the rundown of how everything in this motherfucker is not a toy. He don't set that clearly and we're like, I'm gonna touch the monkey. Okay. First of all, this, first of all, it's racist. Um, James Wan, because <laughs> you got the nigga trying to touch a monkey. <laughs> you thought we didn't see that, but I did. Second, <laughs> we don't go and nobody has to be touching random shit anyway. Okay, yeah, actually we don't. First of all, why are we in there anyway? This has been the one time I would have been fine with no diversity, because why you have us do that? Why are we reporting? Actually, no, no, no. You did us a favor, because you had the black man taking one for the team to report for us not to go over there and fuck with that shit. Thank you. Actually, you know what? You did that. That night, back at the parent house, the clocks have stopped at 3.07 a.m. again, and Roger is awoken by an unexplained thumping. After investigating, he spots Andrea at the top of the stairs, who tells him that Cindy is in her room sleepwalking. When he walks in, Sis is literally ramming into the armoire. And the next morning... Before heading off to work, Roger finds a bruise on Carolyn, another one, and witnesses a bird fly into the house. This too much. Caleb used to sleepwalk, and I'm just glad that he ain't do no weird shit. I remember one time my mom did say that she stopped him before he had came into my room, because I don't know why he was sleepwalking to come into my room, but I started keeping my door locked because what is you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I bet not nobody ever sleepwalk around me. Because one thing, I watch too many horror movies. I'm going to try to do something to you to save me because I think you're going to do something to me. He was like, I need to see John A. I need to see John A. She was like, Caleb, no, go to bed. I need to see John A. One time he sleepwalked, went down the steps and was like standing in the kitchen. That's too much. Because let me tell you something. 
See, now I'm happy because the bathroom is attached to my bedroom. Praise the Lord. But once upon a time, I used to have to wake up and go walk out my room to go to the bathroom. And imagine me seeing somebody just standing there, like sleepaway camp Angela style. No, <laughs> bitch, no. <laughs> that is a top fear for me. I already have sleep paralysis from time to time. But if I ever went anywhere and I just seen someone standing, it don't matter which way they facing. We saw the Blair Witch. Y'all know how that go. No. <laughs> That's scary. Mm -mm. Carolyn finds April in her room talking to someone. And April tells her she's talking to her imaginary friend, Rory, who is her new friend now that Sadie is gone. That is so sad. Girl, whole time, first of all, Rory is planning on your whole family. You don't even know it. Anyway, <laughs> first, first of all, he killed the dog, girl. It was him. We don't How know. How you know it was him? I said, I said, I don't know. He was on it. He knew about it. He knew about it. He was keeping, he was keeping First of all, he probably told April, go get Sadie. <laughs> that child wanted a break, okay? Bathsheba been fucking his ass up for centuries. Okay. He was like, you know what? There's a dog outside. <laughs> anyway, Carolyn, first of all, she was pissed when April asked her to play hide and clap. But then April was like, they never let me play. I was like, oh. <laughs> little sister problems because I feel you baby girl but anyway you know they start playing and Carolyn is following the claps in the Andrea's room where the armoire opens on its own and bitch when I saw this in the theaters I was a little unsettled the creaking leads Carolyn to leave that's where April is you know because she a baby where else would she hide um she asked for another clap and then we see two hands that are clearly not the babies emerge from the armoire and clap Carolyn, still blindfolded, searches for the armoire, but is shocked when she hears April's footsteps running in the hall. She takes off the blindfold just as April runs in, but all April was concerned about is her winning the game and all that. Baby, you don't even know what your mama went through. You was in a whole different room, and I'm over here thinking I'm hearing you clapping here. Why did you not take that girl and leave? She really don't fully understand. No, because there's no way. I know I heard you clapping from this arm. I was in the room. I heard the claps come from the room and your footsteps are coming from around the corner. No, but also when Carolyn is walking around and she runs into the banister and she goes, second clap. I said, damn, bitch, you're not the wind out you. <laughs> <laughs> But I also like how, um, once again, this movie does a good job of planting things that come back a little later because when she's searching for April, she's like, I'm going to get you now. Because she says it. It's almost like um, Evil Dead Rise because they do that in that movie too. That is such a good movie. I should have put that. Anyway. I haven't seen that. It's great. Really? It's on Max. Watch it. You should watch it. You should. I don't have anybody to watch horror movies with. Anymore. That's too bad. Watch it by yourself. Yep. I watch mine by myself. I do too. And with that That's guy a great on palate plane. cleanser. You probably thought you were crazy as fuck. <laughs> Y'all, for context, because I didn't say it earlier, when I watch this movie again, because I watched it a few times, obviously, one of those times was on my trip back from Houston. So I <laughs> definitely fell asleep. 
as this I was playing <laughs> and I just have it sitting on the little table so everybody can see what I'm watching. And this man, Caucasian, sitting next to me, I know because I got my AirPods in both ears. I know he was probably thinking I was crazy. <laughs> I, Yo, I do have watching it too. And especially because... <laughs> I woke I, up when they started screaming. Yeah, because especially because I never truly sleep on a plane. I'm always in and out. So I probably looked crazy rolling my eyes in the back of my head, waking up for like two seconds and then falling <laughs> back asleep. Rolling my eyes. So I probably looked possessed to him, probably. This is this bitch's ass. Okay. <laughs> um, excuse me. That motherfucker is not real. Uh-huh. <laughs> Later that night, while Nancy and Christine are sleeping in their room, something grabbed Christine's foot, but she incorrectly assumes it's Nancy, considering she thought that previously. A few moments later, a force grabs that poor girl, almost damn near pulling her out the bed, okay? Christine realizes um, Nancy is over there knocked out, and there's something else in the room. Um, She bravely, because it couldn't be me, looks under the bed and doesn't see anything, but spots the door creaking and moving on its own terrified that poor girl she whispers she she barely whispers that girl is crying the voice is cracking the pressure is getting worse okay trying to wake her sister up confused nancy asks what's going on and christine reveals that there's someone behind the door although nancy nor us can see shit because it's really nothing there it's not like the hereditary scare it's not like the scare and smile is it no it's really nothing there like what are you looking at nancy like okay girl whatever so she goes to check and doesn't see anybody behind the door because we don't either but then the door slams sending roger and caroling running in but they also don't see anything christine tries to warn them or christine tries to tell them that she saw something but they think it was a bad dream. She reveals to them that the thing spoke to her, telling her that it wants the family dead. I know I told y'all that story about me staying in the hotel and something yanked my foot. What hotel was this? It's called Microtel. Weird ass chain. It was in one of those times where my mom was playing a tennis tournament in one of these other cities, and everybody else on the tennis team was being cheap, and we all stayed in a microtel. And this microtel had a mirror on the opposite wall from where the beds were, like long ass mirror behind the TV, all that shit. It was weird as hell. And it was just me and my mom the first night. She's in one bed, I'm in the other. And we were both asleep and swear to God, something yanked the fuck out of my foot. And I woke up and I'm looking like, what the fuck? And my mom is over there snoring, knocked the fuck out. And there's nobody else in the room with us. And I'm just sitting there scared of shit because I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. The next night, my dad and my brothers came. But like, mm-mm. I told my mother, we just never stayed in the hotel ever again. That that chain, nothing. Mm-mm. Don't even remember the city. Even though. That shit was scary. That's how you, you stopped me in microtel. <laughs> uh-uh. Glad you with us, because that sounds like a paranormal activity shit. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened to that baby. Because they were mm-hmm. going to that bitch down the stairs. I just, mm, bro. So like, <laughs> I'm leaving here with something. I said, oh, okay. I said, I'm going to take this motherfucker with me. Okay. You and how the one that they going to 
how they gonna like she crazy when the door just fucking slammed and little bitch was just standing by it like she she wasn't like and oh, yeah that's what door. see that yeah that's also my thing because she's short like you know for sure that you didn't touch the door you see your sister sitting across when you scared out of her mess so who slammed the door like, yeah, she just see? gonna pretend like this bitch is going crazy. Like, you not gonna cheer and say shit. She wasn't like, I was standing here and the door just slammed. She's just it like, just so ignore me. the crazy bitch. Just she, ignore her. She, no, she really didn't say shit. She really didn't. We cut to the Warrens getting called to a haunting, but they quickly debunk the situation, stating, you know, that there's usually a rational explanation. I'm kind of, well, I don't know how I feel about this. I just feel like... Was there a real purpose for this? Like, this could have been part of the dump that was in the classroom. You know, we ain't need this scene. This could have got cut. Anyway, back with the parents. While Roger is on a week-long work trip in Florida, we see Carolyn now has multiple bruises all over her body and prescribe iron supplements to help, but um, they don't appear to be doing too much. While folding clothes, she hears a child giggling and clapping and thinks the girls are playing hide and clap. It's late as hell, so she like, ain't none of y'all supposed to be out. So um, get your asses in the bed. She checks on them all, but they are in the bed. And baby, I don't know who room she's in because there's so many of them. But all you hear is just a loud boom. And she jumps and bitch, me too. Because why are all the pictures that were along the staircase just shattered on the ground? And how come nobody else woke up? They was in REM sleep. They went to sleep around the same time. They was in the deepest part. They couldn't be woken. You know, this weekend, somebody crashed into a light pole and a traffic light outside of the hotel window. And apparently it was a lot of shit. It was scary as shit. And I was knocked the fuck out. Throughout but that's the outside, day. though. My, 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 my friend woke up. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I get that. Somebody could wake up because when I stayed in the townhouse, the trucks flying past would wake me up. But I'm saying like. That's even more of my point. That was outside. This is inside. Your door is open. Your mom is in your room two steps away from you. So how you didn't hear that? Mm -hmm. One of y'all. And then the night before when Nancy ass was hollering, y'all all came running. And y'all was asleep. Everybody was asleep when that happened. Listen, I learned from firsthand experience. A baby crying will wake everybody up. You, we could be in the yeah. deepest, lightest sleep. It don't fucking matter. You'd be like, what's wrong? Look till you fell down a well. That's just how this shit works. You'd be awake before they even start screaming. Before they, well, they mouth open, you don't woke the fuck up. Okay, like, are you about to scream? She thinks she a little baby expert now. It's so cute. Leave me the fuck alone. She said, but I'm a mother. I actually am. <laughs> okay. See? All the drama. Anyway. And if y'all don't tell me happy Mother's Day, it's going to be some shit. Girl. I mean, you too. Girl, bad. Anyway, um, Carolyn hears another clap and a piano playing the same chord that Roger played when they discovered it coming from downstairs. Um, then she decides she's going to go investigate because why would you do that? The door to the hidden basement opens on its own. And for some reason, before she can leave, the door slams in her face and she painfully falls down the stairs. She's able to sit up and after scanning the empty basement, a ball is literally tossed out of the darkness, causing her to finally get the fuck up the stairs before the light bulb blows out. She grabs the matches that Roger left behind from the other day and hears a voice ask her if she wants to play hide and clap. Not answering, 
A pair of disembodied hands then appear and clap beside her face. Fuck all that. No, because that's rude. One, yeah, run me around. Trying to fuck with me. <laughs> it, here's the thing. My thing is, you just checked your entire house, or at least you checked all of the children's room. You see, all of the children are accounted for. It's not like one is missing. Roger is in Florida. He's gone. And she probably, I wouldn't, okay, I'm not going to give her too much with the chord that Roger played on the piano being the same one that was played in this instance, because that happened days ago. You probably don't remember. But also, it's just like, yeah, I got to protect my kids. But also, if the thing is downstairs and I'm hearing it downstairs, I'm running upstairs, grabbing all of my kids. We're getting in one room and barricading ourselves. What's the problem here? I don't, uh uh-uh. We're not doing all that. But this also, um, because that poor baby, the what ends up happening is we cut upstairs where Andrea gets woken up because it's something happening. But here's the thing. When we leave Carolyn, the door gets closed and you hear her thumping on the door like you're trying to get out the door. But it's giving paranormal activity too. John, have you seen that one? Yeah. Okay, it's giving paranormal activity too when Chrissy's ass got possessed and got locked in the basement for all them hours because that was just crazy. But anyway, when Andrea is upstairs, all of that is happening. She's hearing the thumping, but it's not her mom thumping. It's actually Cindy's ass sleepwalking again and banging her head on the armoire. Like they need to check this girl because I know that brain is shaking up in there. So anyway. First of all, that bitch is fine because I know somebody who does this shit and they're not you know, old enough to make you know, coherent thoughts yet. And they thump their head and this shit regularly. You gotta get the, you gotta pull the little head back and be like, it's okay. So it might be a little wrong with you, but <laughs> I fuck with you anyways. But your head is supposed to, they'd they be okay. They'd be mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So Andrea, following her dad's lead, put Cindy in her bed to sleep for the night. But as she's tucking her in, the door on the armoire starts to open and close again, just thumping. Andrea opens the armoire just as Cindy wakes up Britney style, gasping and grabbing Andrea's attention. Andrea turns around to see her staring horrified at something above the armoire. Andrea then turns around to see Bathsheba's demonic ass perched and ready to attack and did. Just as this is happening, Roger conveniently is arriving at the house. Hearing the screams, he runs in and frees Carolyn, who has been locked in the damn cellar this whole entire time. And the two rush upstairs to Andrea's room and find her rolling around, thrashing on the floor and screaming, while Cindy ass is just standing there crying and screaming like the Sims be doing when something catch on fire and they don't do nothing about it. Woo. So we let's, let's just take a moment of silence. Who the fuck wrote that? Who did this? Who did it? Me. You haven't even seen me sit up in my sleep. You've only heard about it. That was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine when they told the story, when they told the story, that's exactly how I am. I imagined that little girl in the conjuring doing that shit. Or knows for It's not especially it's, it's not that slow. It's that's scary. Like a, that's crazy. Because why would you ever up. rise up that quick? And her eyes lined as dinner plates. Not dinner plates. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> dinner you plates. See the whites in my eyes. You can't see the whites in your eyes. You be looking scared. Because I be scared. That's what happens when I'm scared awake. Like if I and wake we up- all looked at her like, are you okay? <laughs> what is happening? 
But also, I just want to say this is part one of what I'd like to call Bathsheba's that's what you get for talking shit, bitch. Because Andrea was complaining. I still just can't get over the fact that this person's name is Bathsheba. Like, it's a good ass name for a motherfucker hunting people. Come out the Bible. Like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> well, you know, my dude, um, CZ, then did a whole breakdown on this. So, if y'all really want to know, y'all can go check out that horror history episode. Tell him that we be sending y'all there because I feel like we always be sending y'all to him and y'all be watching it because I know y'all do. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just. Andrea was talking shit and Bathsheba was like I'm tired of you fucking talking about my house you talking about the toilets don't work you talking about I stink you talking about it's cold up in here I'm doing the fucking best I can okay I've only been here <laughs> 300 years she was really thrashing her on that floor and it's just crazy when they walked in she was really just thrashing with herself <laughs> we cut to the Warrens at Massachusetts Western University in Wakefield giving a lecture on one of their classes we learned that Ed is not authorized to perform exorcisms as they are dangerous to everyone in the room and we also learned that the three stages of demonic activity are infestation oppression and possession because you know we got to catch up all the slow people who haven't been paying attention to the movies and just couldn't catch on to the fact that that's what's happening here as he explains the stages we see carolyn in the audience watching and after the lecture she approaches the warrens asking them to investigate begging them to investigate her home although ed is reluctant they agree to meet the family and lorraine immediately agrees to help i also believe um because i said it earlier but y'all was looking for lorraine the real one there she is here you go. Boom. Hope you're happy. All right. The Warrens confirmed that there is a demonic presence in the house. And it was very quick, y'all. They said, um, yep, it's knocking in threes. It's a bad smell. Okay, yeah, it's demons. That's what it is. Um, specifically tied to the basement where Lorraine states something horrible happened. Later, Ed records an interview with the parents while Lorraine interviews the girls separately. April tells her that, you know, Rory gave her this music box and she could see him. And if you want to do so, all you got to do is play this. When the music stops, you'll see him. So Lorraine decides to fuck around and find out. And yeah, she definitely sees a little boy in period clothing standing behind a glass door. But he doesn't appear to be malevolent. Girl, you thought. She then follows a feeling of a presence outside. Why are you blaming Rory? Rory ain't do shit. Rory isn't Rory is not innocent Rory's not innocent he's not he a little asshole but you know he ain't that bad okay cause here's no I'm gonna I'm tell you why it's, it's deception okay deception disgrace okay Lorraine then follows a presence outside and spots a woman hanging from a tree I really do like this part because she just needed a minute and then, you know, here come Ed. But also because you just hear the body swinging back and forth before you actually see it. But I almost, I don't know, like would I have liked if it was there like the entire time? Because, you know, at first you don't see it and then we cut back to her and then you come back and you see it. I don't know. I think the scene is fine how it is. What y'all think? I like it. I like it how it is. I don't need to see the body there. I need to know. I need to not see what the fuck you see. I need to hear it. I need to see it. Yeah, that's it. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe if you just heard it swinging, but you didn't swinging, like see it, you know? 
The Warrens recommend the parents conduct an exorcism for the home. When the parents ask if moving will help, Lorraine says the demonic entity is latched onto them and will follow them wherever they go. While the house has many spirits, one, you know, the, the hanging one, Bathsheba, she's the one causing the chaos in the house. So this is, this is what I didn't like. So this is the part where Lorraine is like, yeah, I saw the demon when I first came in, it was standing behind y'all and then it was standing behind the girls. And then we get the flashback. I wish that we would have seen it when they first walked in the house, but maybe it was so subtle that you know how some people can catch stuff on the first watch, but some people you don't catch it till rewatch. I wish it would have been like that versus them taking an extra two minutes to rewind and actually show us that it was right there. You know what I mean? She could have just I gotta agree. It, kept going. Yeah. It was nice if it would have just yeah. had that shit there. That'd have been a little bit more extra to cut. Because mm. I know I told us this fucking house is crowded and we didn't see all the rest of the ghosts to fucking later on in the movie. Right. Talking about, hey, look, you got a fucking um ghost hotel up in this bitch. There's a lot of motherfuckers, <laughs> but you ain't got to worry about but except the motherfucker in the penthouse suite. That's the motherfucker you need to worry about. That mm-hmm. bitch up there. Mm-hmm. Ed explains getting an exorcism approved will be hard work because they need to get proof first before it can be authorized by the church. They also warn them that the entity may become violent now that they've entered the home as it will see the warrants as a threat. Later at the Warrens' home, Judy gives Lorraine a little pendant. They have a little cute moment with a picture inside and tells her that she'll miss her. You know, okay, these scenes, they're a little bit much for me, and I know they tie in for a specific thing, but it's just like sometimes I feel like y'all just crammed some shit in here. We could have did this a little better, but what do I know? At the table, Ed plays the tapes of the interviews, and they discover that Carolyn's voice didn't record, but everyone else's did. Huh, that's happened here before. Hmm, might just be Zoom, y'all. Or y'all take, y'all need a new recorder. That's what that is. Meanwhile, Lorraine is able to find information on the house, learning that a woman named Bathsheba lived in the house and was related to Marytown Esty, a woman who was accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials. Bathsheba gave birth to a baby, and after seven days, her husband caught her sacrificing the baby at the fireplace, professing her love to Satan. And then this girl goes on to run up into a tree, profess her love again, and then hang herself. And her time of death was 3.07 a.m. The following day, the Warrens returned to the parent home, along with assistant Drew and police officer Big Bad Brad, in order to capture the evidence. They set up video recorders, trip wires that'll trigger a camera, thermostats that trigger cameras when the temperature drops below a certain point, just literally everything, bells and whistles, like on the doors and all that stuff, different audio recorders set up in different places. This whole thing is just set up, okay? But also, Andrea, I see you, girl. You and Drew, this little thing going on. First question: Did the baby live? I mean, because he caught her sacrificing it, so maybe he caught that motherfucker like mid like pre slice, and he's like, "No, not my baby." Two, <laughs> that's some dedicated shit to profess your love twice <laughs> while you try to while you sending one motherfucker on their way, but now you gonna send yourself on your way mm-hmm. and be like, "I'm gonna curse every motherfucker who touches my land." Bitch, what? Okay, and the girl had a lot of land because uh, Lorraine was yeah, like, see, look at this. She was like, see, this happened it was the 200 street. acres. This happened over here. This happened around the mule. corner. Okay. Damn. I'm sorry, y'all. Bro, because no, 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 no. Because anybody in the DMV area, 
Fairwood, that's how I feel about Fairwood in Bowie. Because that shit is built over a plantation. And I'm just, and the thing is still there, and a cemetery is still there as well. And I'm just like, yikes. Did y'all not watch Poltergeist? I, this is not okay, y'all. Like, they're mm, mm. gonna end up like the damn, what was that? What's Lake Lanier? They're gonna be in that bitch. No, no, no. It's gonna be missing. I'll be watching um, anybody and everybody going live on TikTok. And there's this guy, he's currently cleaning a slave cemetery and he has like one of those ghost box mm-hmm. where the voices come through and the ghost be on there like, white man, get out of here. <laughs> All types of shit. And I just be like, this is so Not white man. interesting. Okay. <laughs> like, imagine what they are saying on all these other places. Like, whew. I know Lake Lanier gotta be a hot spot. Like, hey, drown that bitch. Right. They just get need em. to drain it and never <laughs> get them. Drain me. Try to drain me, bitch. Okay. No, they need to drain it. Like, don't try, do. That's what they I'm saying. That's that's what the spirits in the lake gonna be like. They're gonna be like, try to drain me, bitch. Kill everybody. Nah. It's gonna Damn. be like demons. The the spirits gonna travel with the water wherever they drain the water to. Then it's gonna be in our water supply. We all gonna go down. We just leave it no. alone. Actually, leave it contained. I just, I really, no, I really feel like if they were to drain it, things would reverse and it wouldn't be as crazy because all them people died tragically. People were still there when the lake actually was formed. I mean, I do understand that. I'm just saying, if people stop fucking around, y'all will stop finding out. Just leave it alone. Turn it back to normal. However many years that motherfucker was a lake is however many years the motherfucker's gonna wild when that lake go down. Okay, now, I do some, not blame them. Put a cement them. block over it. Pull a Samara. Wait, no, let's just we should put a cement block. I'm gonna feel real sorry for the people who did that cement. I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah they need to die that way. Okay, yeah, it ain't gonna be me. Whole fucking um, place. <laughs> that night, Ed places crosses all around the house in order to piss off the spirit. And baby, does it work? As the basement door flies open on its own. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, that did happen because it closed as well. But anyway, Ed, Lorraine, and Brad all head downstairs with audio recorders, but aren't able to get any evidence except for the thumping at the door. Mm-mm. Except for the thumping and the door slamming. I do love how we got the switch in the recording style, and it gave us like that little. I don't. I'm not the film girly, so I'm not about to be like, oh, it's like this, this, it did it. I don't know what to do. It just looked really good. The next morning, Roger takes the girls out for ice cream and Carolyn gets some rest as she is feeling weak. And y'all already know what that means. The Warrens help around the house. And I mean, they is like for real helping. They working on cars. They doing laundry. They doing everything. A strong wind and dark clouds appear out of nowhere, pulling a blanket off of the line, revealing someone there. Then it flies into Carolyn's bedroom window. As the blanket falls, Lorraine sees Bathsheba standing in the window and she runs inside. This scare would have been good if they didn't turn that little sheet into a CGI sheet. You know, yeah, yeah. Like this literally all could have been done practically because all you had to do have somebody in a green screen suit hold the sheet up, let the sheet go. It forms around their body. Next shot, the sheet is up. Wind machine blows the the sheet to the window and then off of the house. And it would have looked so much better and so much scarier. 
Yeah, because it didn't try very well. Because it looked it looked good at first. It was when after the sheet left the body, that's when it was like, oh yeah, no, that's definitely CGI is giving drag me to hell. Miss Ganesha's little uh handkerchief that be floating. <laughs> that shit looked terrible. Just leave it alone. It didn't even happen. <laughs> We're going to go up for that movie every time. But anyway, we then see the handprint appear on Carolyn's arm while she sleeps. And suddenly she awakes screaming. Bathsheba appears and throws up in her mouth. As I said, drag me to hell style. Because baby, oh my God. Brittany, which one would you rather have? Miss Ganesh throw up in your mouth or Bathsheba throw up in your mouth? You think so? Either one situations. No, she's just and it was they both was red as shit. They both was nasty looking. But see, Miss Ganush, she had like the sugar man shit going on with her. At least Bathsheba's was quick. It was just a couple seconds and then she was done. Mm -hmm. And you know what? She didn't even remember it actually. Because she was possessed by then. You're right. You're right. Lorraine gets to Carolyn's room, but she says she's fine. And you know, she's just a little nauseous. But y'all know how this go. It's just a little ploy, a little something known as y'all know she possessed, but it's a secret, y'all. Don't tell nobody. Anyway, Roger returns with the girls and with Ed. And we find out a few months prior to meeting the parents during an exorcism, Lorraine received a vision of something that affected her to a point that she did not talk or eat for eight days. Ed has never asked her what she saw and tries not to bring it up. But, you know, now he's afraid of putting her in danger. Nah, baby, because when they did that flashback, she was scared. I don't know what the fuck she saw. And I don't want to ever know what she saw because the way she started hollering. Yeah. <laughs> she put that face down. She was scared. Yeah. She was she scared. She saw tomorrow because she said, I'm gonna say, I see you have seven days. I'm going to raise you one more and do eight. Oh, <laughs> That night, during another attempt of gathering evidence, Brad hears whispers coming from outside, but doesn't see anyone out there. He then sees the ghost of a woman in a maid's dress, show him her bleeding wrist, and walks away. He chases after her, because why would you do that? But she has vanished, only to appear, and baby, when I say she fucked him up, it was a jump scare, okay? He calls out to Ed, but the ghost disappears as Ed and the others arrive, of course. The cameras start taking pictures and we see Cindy sleepwalking. And at first, you know, the group thinks that, you know, Cindy is triggering the cameras. But Ed's like, nah, that's not her. It's a spirit guiding her. And this here, here, here we are. Entering Andrea's room, the door slams behind her and the group runs upstairs as Drew, using the recording equipment, is able to pick up Roy's voice guiding Cindy somewhere in the room. Roger and Ed are able to break in, but they find the room empty and using a UV light, because why did he say it like they said it very weird, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Ed tracks her to a secret room in the armoire and finds her sleeping inside. April says that's where Roy hides when he's scared. Why are you hiding in there, Roy? I understand you were scared, but you know she know that spot. You know. Why would you tell her that here? I appreciate that Roy was trying to fuck with Cindy and give her a safe place to hide because shit was going south after this shit. And Roy was like, you know what, bitch? I'm going to tuck you away and you just stay here and you be asleep while everybody else get fucked up. And she left her ass in there. I was thinking the same thing too. She left her in there. I also feel like um, when April told Lorraine that's where he likes to hide, I'm like, okay, well, you should have. Why you ain't tell us this in your interview? 
Maybe she did and we missed it. We needed to know that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> After pulling Cindy out, Lorraine enters the opening and finds a rope leading to another opening and pulling on it, breaking something off. She realizes that it's actually a noose. And, you know, there was there was a body attached to it. She gets up, causing the wood below her to break and sending her falling down the basement Hollywood Tower of Terror style. Because that was serious. How many fucking floors did she fall? It had to be a good three. She at least four. Because that yeah, shit was, she, she kept falling. Like, basement. Huh, why? But also, this brings me to say, the woman in this movie, I'm sorry to y'all, because I was getting fucked up in this movie. And the man... One person got there. fucked up. No, one one there. one person, and I'm gonna get to them. One person did get a little fucked up, but the it's not compared to anything of what the women went through in this movie. I mean, even the kids wasn't safe. Okay, using the mirror in Roy's music box, she looks for spirits and spots one woman crying, holding a knife, hovering over a bloody crib, continuously repeating, "She made me do it." Another spirit appears in front of Lorraine and says the same and points to the far corner of the basement. The body of the hanged woman appears and chases Lorraine, but Lorraine is able to get up them stairs before she's grabbed by a force that rips off her pendant. Ed opens the door as Lorraine reaches the top and she tells him and the others that the demonic entity possesses the mother first. After a successful possession, it forces the mother to kill the child. And this is now happening to Carolyn. And why was Carolyn looking so shocked? <laughs> she came around that corner like, what the fuck? What you talking about? Not my babies. Okay, me? Why the demon want me? Am I the mother? Am I the problem? Yes, girl. Bitch, you got five children. It means you. You yes. getting one of these motherfuckers. Okay. After she says this, the spirit clearly came through and said, I knock all this shit over as the crosses around the house just start falling. And in case y'all did not get the message, we see Nancy's hair just start to rise as she snatched in the air and dragged across the room, bad girls club style. Okay. Lorraine grabs some scissors, snips Nancy's hair, freeing her. And then Ed turns to Drew. We see he done recorded the entire thing world store style that's a maury cameraman in this bitch because that motherfucker was like i got it because this is my favorite part of the movie i'm never gonna lie to you i always love when nancy get her ass you ain't the fuck up i'll be like look at that bitch go. because but also my thing is i really wish that when lorraine cut the hair what did that really stop because what was stopping Bathsheba from grabbing more of her hair and just going the other way or i would have grabbed another girl and be like, I'm not playing with y'all. Do y'all think I'm playing? I will do this in a room full of people. Because I'm about it. Try me, bitch. <laughs> the following morning, the ghost hunt first. And then that was my thing. After that, I'm really not staying there. I don't care if this thing is attached to me. I'm not staying there. I'm going to have to do something, sleep in a car. I really don't know. But the following morning, the ghost hunting crew pack up and Ed tells Roger he'll send the footage to the church. After they review it, he and Lorraine will return once the church sends it to the exorcist. Before they can leave, Lorraine hears Judith call to her and follows her voice to the lake where she sees a vision of her baby in the water. Taking it as a warning, she runs back frantically to the house to call her mom, who is watching Judy, but, you know, she's fine. But the mama was pissing me off. I'm calling you and I'm frantic and I'm saying, watch my child. Don't be fucking asking me why. Just go do what the fuck I see. They always going to ask why. <laughs> why? What's wrong? Why? Ask questions later. 
ask questions later, go check on her first. And as I hear your feet pitter pattering on the ground, then I can give you details if I can get my mind right. Okay. Cause no, I don't need you also freaking out. I just need you to do what I said. That's it. Let me ask why while I'm going to go check on the motherfucker. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong? No, I'm just running to go see what the fuck's going on. Okay, y'all sitting there, standing there, asking questions. That's how stuff happens. Trying to be nosy. Anyway, later we see Ed and Lorraine with the priest reviewing the footage. He tells them, you know, it's going to be difficult because basically this is Sam's Club and they ain't got a Sam's Club membership. These kids ain't baptized. They ain't members of the church. So I really can't do nothing for you because how you going to ask for praise and worship outside of the club and you can't get in? That's crazy. The Warrens, you know, they give some pushback because they really trying to help these people. And the priest relents, telling them that he'll try his best. But y'all know, he basically was telling them, nah, but in a nice way. Back at the Warrens' home, Judy is woken by a present and searches the home for her mommy and daddy. And she notices Annabelle's no longer in her case. The lights start turning off around her and she runs into her mom's office where she sees a woman combing Annabelle's hair. Annabelle slowly turns toward her because that's literally all Annabelle can do. And, you know, Judy, a little shitty that the good guy dolls ain't out yet, runs, but the fucking door is stuck. When Judy was banging on the door, yelling for her Nana, I felt so bad. That'd be me. That used to be, I was in a grocery store time or whatever, military base thing whatever and I was yelling for my nana and this white lady came up to me and was like shut up stop yelling in the store my nana came around that corner so fast and was like she's doing exactly what I told her to do if she ever got separated from us so you go about your business because why would the white <laughs> first of all why was her first inkling to tell you to stop yelling in the store and not ask what's wrong see and I was literally yelling for my nana <laughs> exactly that's why I'm like it's not like you just like Acting a fool. Oh, my God. Anyway, that poor baby Judy. I just, I felt bad because she ain't asked for none of this. She was... Oh, Mind her business. girl, okay? Outside, the Warrens arrive in time to hear their poor little baby screaming as they run into the home. Ed breaks the door down just in time to yank Judy out the way before she gets knocked out by a chair. You know, the poor little girl, she's trying to tell them that Annabelle was out of the case because some that motherfucker in that chair was real, okay? This is not a game. But when they go into the little museum room, Annabelle is just sitting there like nothing never happened. She want to be Chucky so bad. We cut to the parents who are now staying at a motel, poltergeist style. And Roger arrives and Andrea tells him that Carolyn left with Christine in April while smelling like rotten meat. He calls the Warrens who realize Carolyn is possessed and is going to try to kill the girls. Ed tells him to get back to the house as that's where shit is going to go down. Now, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Lorraine said that night that Nancy got snatched up that that was going to happen. So why did we not just leave Carolyn in the house and we all left and we just came periodically to check on her from outside? Cause I she was gonna fuck her up. Because you also, I just would you? never leave her alone with all of my kids. I wouldn't. I chain that bitch to the bed. Now, like I said, we don't know that she. They don't know that she's possessed. But still, yeah, nah, they don't know. None of them believe for real. I mean, they believe, but they don't believe. You don't. You don't think. You just y'all witness all that stuff. Y'all just, y'all can't see y'all blind. Anyway, 
the scene <laughs> of Carolyn driving with April, with April and Christine in the back, and she just silent, one hand on the wheel, driving with murder on her mind. I said, "Bitch, if that's not a black mom, pissed off." Cause you must oh, be going. Okay, don't ask shit. Don't ask nothing. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. That's exactly how she said. <laughs> Screaming from the basement. Running down, they see Roger and Drew holding down Carolyn, who is, you know, she trying to stay out Christine while April, you know, April is just shook. It's just too much going on. They're able to restrain her, but April goes missing, and the group attempts to take Carolyn to the car, but as they bring her out, her skin starts to burn at the doorway, and Lorraine's like, nah, 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 they're gonna kill her if you try to take her out, so just, just, you know, put her back, but since they didn't move quick enough, the entity pulls Carolyn back down into the basement, and Lorraine and Brad, and Roger too, give chase as Drew goes to look for April. I did like these effects of her skin burning. Man, they be fucking her up in every movie that she be in. No, for real. They really do. Oh, baby. Justice for Lily Taylor. The group attempts to restrain Carolyn, who is really doing a good job to be one person fighting for people. But anyway, she gets the upper hand, tackling Ed to the ground and tries to strangle him. But when Brad pulls her off, this girl bites a, a chunk of his cheek off. Like, Justine and her sister in the raw movie y'all remember that movie it was a real good movie go listen to that episode but anyway Lorraine and Roger are able to restrain her by replacing by placing a blanket over her and tying her with a rope Brad then handcuffs her to the chair and they realize Carolyn will not make it in time for the priest or the exorcist to arrive and with no other choice Ed volunteers to do the exorcism but tell Lorraine she has to leave Lorraine refuses and the two argue because, of course, at this point in the movie, we have time for that. But anyway, she convinces Ed that, you know, she convinces Ed and they prepare to do an, an unauthorized exorcism. Meanwhile, upstairs, Drew is just looking for April and the house is just in shambles because birds are running into it. And it's just it's a lot of spooky shit going on, y'all. It's a lot happening. Me, oh, first of all, first of all, poor Christine is in the car. Mind y'all, they done put Christine in the car by herself. So she outside just hearing stuff happening. That's scary. Because I would be scared out of my mind just to be sitting in the car by myself. Put them kids off behind yeah, the I feel like that would have been the safest option. Because my thing, my thing is, I would be thinking of like wind chill. Like ghosts coming around the car trying to with me and stuff. I just mm -mm. I don't know what I would do. I have to get under the seat or something. Something. I go like to that. sleep. Maybe get the emergency blanket out the back. Get under there. Silent Hill style, like that motherfucker said. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. All right. Just... Drew runs to the kitchen and hears a child crying under the floorboards. Getting a fire poker, he starts to break the boards. And back in the basement, the exorcism, you know, it's going, it's going swell, y'all. Everything in the room is shaking and the lights flickering. But Ed, you know, he keeps going with the Latin, causing Carolyn to vomit blood. Roger, look, Roger's like, okay, you know what, that's enough. But Lorraine is like, yo, we can't do this. We battling for her soul at this point. It's for keeps. We got to keep going. The demon stops yelling and... The demon stops yelling and shaking, but the chair proceeds to lift in the air, flip upside down, and bang on the ceiling. Ed demands the demon to put her down in very poor choice words. So the demon complies, and the chair falls several feet to the ground, breaking into pieces. 
low key, it would have been lit if it just broke her neck and that was it. But I guess, I guess we had a <laughs> she had to kill the kid, so we couldn't do all that. So it's okay. Roger and Brad rush over to restrain her now that she's not tied or handcuffed to a chair. Roger tells the demon to leave his wife alone, but it responds that she's already gone and now you're all going to die. I love it. Brad's shotgun then cocks itself and shoots at Ed, but Brad is able to dive and save him. Drew upstairs finally breaks through and, and sees April and shouts that he's found her. And guess who the fuck hears that? The damn demon trying to kill her. I mean... Literally, as soon as she said it, girl said, huh? April, floorboards? Bet. And dashes <laughs> off it. I'm like, you dumbass. Why did you say that? Why? <laughs> She's a goner. Okay, it is a wrap. You screamed that shit loud. I found her. That fucking <laughs> demon said, bet. Let me go. No, he said, I found her. She is in the fifth floorboard in the second part, right under the rocking chair. Like, Three turns to the right. Oh, oh, okay. I got you. Okay, here I come. Possessed Carolyn reaches April, grabbing her and is literally about to stab the girl. But Ed calls out her name, Bathsheba, which causes her to give us a cute little TikTok transition and cries out in pain. Um, Why he ain't do this sooner, like when she first took off to get April? We, we had just... to be a moment where he could distract her ass. Okay, because no. On the other side of the wall, Roger and Lorraine beg Carolyn to fight from the inside. You know, the inside is what counts. Lorraine reminds Carolyn of a memory she told her about earlier in the movie when the family were all at the beach, happy, laughing in the Carolinas and all of that. This is enough to get Carolyn to expel the demon. And, you know, I guess the exorcism helped a little bit, but y'all know how that go. The next morning, everyone exits the house and Carolyn's bruises just magically disappear. The film ends with everyone celebrating and Ed putting Roy's music box in his museum and Lorraine telling Ed that, you know, the priest wants to discuss a case in Long Island. Um, the music box just starts to play and you wait for it, you wait for it, you wait for it, and you wait a little more and no jump scare. I was so happy because bitch, I just knew they was going to give me a jump scare. I was like, something going to happen. Somebody going to snatch the music box. They're going to give us a Krampus and Annabelle gonna, or a Sinister and Annabelle going to pop in the damn screen. Something. I was like, something going to happen. But no. Nope. Nothing. And that was The Conjuring. Ratings. The Conjuring received a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. And 86% on Rotten Tomatoes and 87% of Google new Google users liked this movie. It gets a 90 from me. Damn. <laughs> Girl, no. I need you to stand up because you ain't said <laughs> shit. You ain't arguing. Right, you ain't went up for the movie at all. Like the people want to know why. They want to know why. And you know they don't want to <laughs> wait. Half of them don't even make it this far. They need to know why. Um, I just, this movie put it in, whenever the fuck I seen this, cause I, when I say I don't remember the first time I watched this movie, I do not remember the first time I watched it, but whenever the first time that happened, it just left an imprint on me and I have been going up for the Conjuring series ever since. It's been the only thing that's really scared me for real, to be completely honest. Like sh movies don't really scare me, but this 
this scared me when I watched it. And and mostly it's because possession and like spirits and demons and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's real and it's realistic and it's shit that happens. So I it's easy for me to buy into it than some other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like as a as a real spooky bitch, I love the conjuring series. <laughs> and I love the conjuring. Oh, that's so sweet. 65. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm laughing at Ashley Faye. <laughs> It's funny the way she looked. Cause damn, she ain't rolled her hair like damn. But yeah, sixty five. Because let me say, first watch, I get this bitch about an eighty. When you just watching this first time, that's that's an eighty. When you watch this bitch again, sixty five. Because all it relies heavily on is jump fucking scares. Once you get past that, you be like, okay, it's a movie. But you fight for your life to stay the fuck away. Until that bitch start yanking motherfuckers up by their hair and raking shit. So I'm like, you don't know who the fuck I am. Then that shit's good. I like the movie. Will I rewatch it? Not for a while. I need to forget some of the shit that don't happen like this time so that way I can come back and watch it and be like, okay, but I can't watch it right now. It's too fresh. I would say the only reason why I fell asleep was because I was in the fucking air. If y'all know me, as soon as the plane takes off, the altitude gets me and I'm knocked the fuck out. Um, And based off of the weekend I just had, I tried (laughs) to stay up to watch it, but I was knocked the fuck out. But I love the country. I was there for it every single time. Now, La Lorna? Mm-mm. So the crazy Sorry, thing Brittany. is, for me, and y'all know I do this every time, I actually do like the country, but I think a lot of people give it a little too much because I do agree with Brittany, and I said this earlier, it is a lot of jump scares. It's a, it's, it's just like Insidious. It's a loud-ass movie. It's just loud. For me, this gives my first horror movie, maybe my second horror movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like a something real fun we could watch at the summer party, something real fun like that. But as Brittany said, once you get past all the loud bumps in the night, it's kind of just like, mm. it's a lot of explaining going on in this movie. This movie, two hours, we could have cut. We could have cut some stuff and this movie could have been flawless, okay? We could have did a smooth 140, maybe less than that, 135. But with all that being said, survivors, you may be shocked to learn that I'm actually giving this a 91. Because it is good. There, I love the scare on the armoire. I love when she gets fucked up, getting dragged through the house. Like the scares are really good. I just hate that a lot of them are jump scares. And I do have to say, after a while, when you've seen this movie a few times, watching it again, that rewatch value kind of wands a little bit for me. No pun intended to James Wan, but it's still a good movie, though. That's why the ass got a 65 and an 84 first watch. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I did this shit. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. I want a, mu- a music box. I knew you was And I it. wanted to play. Uh-uh. And then when it gets there, I wanted to shoot shit out at you. You did something like that. I've never done a music box to shoot shit out at you. You always doing something. I got something shooting out of it. And we always tell you no. Because you always be trying to do some wild ass shit. First it of seems all, fun, don't it? No. It seemed like a lawsuit. No, it's, it's nothing sharp. 
Lawsuit, lawsuit. Um, I would like a line of Lorraine's wear the collars. I'm not wearing that, but I'm just like, I just feel like it's a nice <laughs> little concept, you know. She was styling, she was. She um, did. She, she was. I'm just that's because they are that bitch. Period, actually. Actually, the next thing, my next souvenir would be a UV light. AKA UV light. I don't know why he said it like that. He was like, I need a UV light. I was like, who? <laughs> you know what? But yeah, no, let's get some of those. We let y'all inspect the part. You ain't gonna find nothing too crazy. Nothing that you wouldn't expect from us. So yeah, here's that. That was one movie in the countdown on our way to Final Destination. Next time you hear from us, baby, oh, we taking it to another case that apparently the Warrens helped out with. We're going to see how this shit go. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm excited because I actually like, I actually like this movie. It's a little fucked up. You can find us at D-Wanny Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Bye, y'all. Ha, 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 ha.